welcome in to Educational Leadership on the Go. Happy to be back with you and ready to further our understandings and our learnings together. Uh, I hope that everyone is off and into the middle of the year feeling good about where they're at. We are happy to be with you today with episode 19, and I am joined today uh, by Dr. Ryan Looning, and uh, just the two of us flying today, and we are excited to get back in the studio together and kind of talk about, in fact, we're actually in live and in person with each other, which has been a difference. We've been on the phone. So, Dr. Looning, how are you feeling halfway point of the school year? Feeling really good, Dustin. Uh, it's great to be uh, with you, of course. And uh, we are, uh, for those listening at home, we are at uh, my school here today. And it's uh, nice to have you out. Uh, you took a little tour of the facility earlier. It's always nice to show off the good things going on at Valley Park High School. So it's great to be here. That's right. So as we got together today, we were kind of kicking around some things to talk about. And uh, we try to manage those out. But honestly, today is going to be just kind of a check-in. And I think uh, as we kind of sat around and uh, Dr. Learning's office here and talked about what's going on. We all kind of came back to the point about staying focused. Uh, it's hard. Well, you know, let me go back up. When you sit here and there's no children in the building, there's no other staff members in the building, it's a little bit easier to stay focused. But I think what we're going to get into today, and I'll let Ryan kind of intro it, is how do we uh, stay focused when the uh, when everything's flying? Uh, and as a first-year head principal here in Valley Park, I'm sure there's experiences there, and I can kind of talk about that as well. So, Ryan, kind of lead us into what you are uh, kind of had on your mind. Yeah, and you talked a little bit about our uh, you know conversations beforehand and where we're at, and uh, you know, I, it's kind of the you know it's it's the end of the first semester for the high school and we are uh, at a great time to be able to take a a step back and really look at the things that uh, we we were wanting to accomplish first semester and throughout the uh, my, my first year here at Valley Park High School um, and because of that I thought man this would be a great time to really look at ways that I have incorporated um, how to focus in my work because what I have learned is that I am way too busy with a lot of things that uh, get in the way of the true focus and goals that I made for myself um, in July when I when I moved into this position. Um, so taking some time here right now to discuss with you and share different strategies that I know you'll have for me and uh, hopefully uh, we can share some ideas with the listeners is kind of what my my hope was when we uh, we brought we came together for this podcast. I mean there's so many things going on in our lives uh, outside of here, but then also uh, so many things that you want to accomplish. Um, and I don't care if it's my first year here or even when it's going to be my 10th year here, there's going to be so many things that we need to accomplish. How do we truly stay focused on those goals of, uh, of where we set at the beginning of the school year? So great time to think think and recharge and, and reflect on where we're at and then uh, hopefully create some uh, plans to move forward for second semester. Right. So you said something very key that I guess we should talk about before we even jump in is setting goals. Right. And so I think that that evolves with the time you're in the building that evolves with the relationships you make in the building that evolves with what happens in the building, whether that be data, whether that be uh, um, whatever, whatever happens, we got to drive those goals. Um, You know, so for me, I think we talked about in, in one of the episodes that's gotten a ton of listens is setting up the new year, and I can't remember actually the exact episode name, but we recorded it right before the school year, and we talked about how to set up those opening meetings and what our focuses were going to be. And so I think it is this time of year where it's quiet, where we take that time to reflect and say, 
Okay, here's where we are at the halfway point, but I kind of give you a peek behind the curtain for leaders in schools. It may not be the same for leaders outside of the realm, which I, I bet it probably is, is that there's actually a piece of our brain, at least my brain, that already starts thinking about 2020 to 2021, which is crazy to think. But as administrators, we start going down that road um, because you can't just plan something in May and think that the materials and things you think are going to be there. So, um, so going back to me uh, personally, last year, uh, a lot of the goals that we had were around collective efficacy. And really building, uh, I'll kind of use two things, collective efficacy and also the systems management around literacy. Um, And so for us, this started this time last year uh, when we started researching different phonics programs and all those types of things. And the important piece to us is that we needed to find something that all our teachers could build capacity around and that they could believe in and then implement uh, with fidelity. And so for me, couldn't be more ecstatic about where we're at as a school as the school year gets going. Um, And I think one thing we're going to get into is the distractions, and I'll kind of talk about that. And then also, uh, the one thing that we wanted to do was deepen our understanding on behavior and the strategies around those to improve that. And I think we've done some really good things with those, and we focused the PD day on that. But as the days go by, those are bigger goals, and there's other things we set um, that can get distracted. And so you're like, oh, I wanted to check in and see how this phonics program doing is, but I have it. Or I want to make sure I get in and observe lessons. Um, and you lose, and that's it. I think we want to focus on is that's your intent. And then, hey, that's not always there. So you can have the goals, but how are you following up and evaluating how those goals are doing? And I think that is probably where it's easy to lose your focus. Um, when you're trying, you can create the goals, you can trade, create the programs, uh, and everything looks great on paper, and you get started, but then the discipline referrals start coming in. Um, the committee work that uh, maybe wasn't set up or uh, needs some needs some work, uh, needs a lot of attention, you end up spending a lot of your time on that. What I've found is, uh, in my, my first year here in, in the Valley, that uh, we, one of my goals, and it kind of came from my superintendent and I sitting down together a couple different times, and it's really nice to have that leader in your building who pulls you aside and says, hey, um, how are you uh, How are you showing that uh, you guys are actually doing the goals that you're working on? And, you know, I said, oh, yeah, we're doing this, we're doing that. But then I really reflected on it. Well, I, yeah, I say we're doing those things and everything's in place for that to happen, but I'm getting pulled other directions, which means I'm not really, the accountability piece is being uh, left out. So um, being able to sit with someone and really process and challenge your thinking it has been so helpful for me to stay focused on what we're doing. And you talked about uh, collective teacher efficacy, and we've really talked a lot about that here too, Dustin, and uh, probably a, a great uh, a great conversation to have at another point. But uh, we, we have really done a lot of work around our teachers creating, you know, different pedagogical strategies that we're all going to use in our classrooms to to make sure that we're engaging learners. Um, we also have kind of looked at a couple behavior things that we're noticing in the hallways and in the, in the, in the classrooms that we're going to focus on for second semester. But truly, my goals were working on uh, 
you know, uh, creating systems and structures, and then also looking at uh, professional collaboration and professional development, creating opportunities for our staff to to continue to learn and grow together. Um, and and those goals were around September, October. I had to sit down with our soup, and uh, he really was able to process with me how that was going, where I needed to stay focused, and from that point on, I felt a lot better. Um, the, the other thing I think that, you know, the, the human part of things that comes into to these positions is, um, you know, and you talked a little bit about it, it's, it's you know, how you're feeling and, and, and where you're at personally at that time, because you talked a little bit about energy in a podcast you're listening to, and it really resonated with me that, you know, as a leader, you've got to bring the energy every single day and you have to be on top of it. And we were having some discipline problems. We were having some things that, uh, you know, some staff conversations that weren't as pleasant as you'd like them to be. Um, and that pulls you away from your goals. And then you kind of start wondering, well, am I doing a good job? Am I, am I the person to lead this place? All those things. And if you don't have that positive energy, if you don't bring it every single day, um, you aren't going to be able to focus on your goals and the things that need to happen. So I really found myself for a week or two, you know, I don't know, maybe it's the human nature part of it, feeling sorry for myself and all those things. But then you process with, uh, you know, someone who you respect and, and they get you back on track. And all of a sudden, just getting back to that focus was uh, was so important to me. And then having a little time now to sit around for two weeks and uh, with the with the building quiet and really focus on, hey, all right, now that I know this this building, uh, these are the things that that we're going to continue to focus on, and and this is how we're going to do it in the second semester. So I'm looking forward to that. You know, you brought up a couple of things, and and one thing that I didn't even mention is uh, our third thing that I was super focused on going into the school year, and I will tell you, I think as other leaders. Let me let me backtrack that statement. I was focused on it. Now I'm super focused is we've done a lot of work around grit and instilling grit in the students that we have at our building. Um, We have we started the year wanting to further that understanding. And then, you know, as you go through the year, things pop up and then uh, you start to realize we need to do more with this. Why I'm saying this is the word grit is posted on our stairs. It's in every classroom. Um, We created an acronym for grit. Um, But what I notice is that is the one of my goals that's posted everywhere. The other two, I don't have on my wall, hey, we're going to focus on collective efficacy. And what I would suggest is I need to be better at posting them. Even if it's just on my wall in front of my computer, I think that is something as simple and as maybe some people find silly, have those goals posted. Um, Because like you said, Ryan, I think a lot of what you were just talking about is we go to a PLC meeting, then we go to the, uh, this uh, character meeting and we go to this. And in reality, all that should be connected. But if it's not posted at the top of the agenda, if it's not posted at the, at the, on my bulletin board, man, can you lose sight of what your goals are? And as leaders, I, I, the one thing I've learned is 99% of the time, it ain't going to be somebody else in your building that redirects you, right? We have to be the one redirecting everybody to the goal. And I think it, it kind of comes back to why. Why are we having this PLC? Why are we having this meeting? Why are we talking right now? If we don't know the why, it probably doesn't have to do with the goal. If it's not for the goal, is, it point, is there a point in having it? So for me, one thing that I've learned this year, and I think 
You know, you can lay things out in a book, but sometimes it just happens, you know, it just happens is putting grit, the word grit on our stairs, in our rooms, really kind of hit me in the face. And it said, Dustin, you haven't done a good enough job of teaching kids what it is, defining it, and then explaining it. You give them a grit score, but you're not, you don't, you didn't come up with a solid plan. Like I'm saying that out loud. So it it forced us to go back, relook at things and say, this is a goal of ours, but the structure and system we put in place for it was not very good on me, 100%. But now we have a good one. But having it visual, that was a smack in the face. You know, something like collective efficacy around curriculum expectations. Yeah, it is something we talk about. I don't have it posted anywhere, so it's easy to get out of your mind. I even had to think a little bit deeper about the understanding behavior. Oh, yeah, we did do that. You know, so having those posted. And then I think, how do you remind staff about that without being over the top in their face about it? But at the same time, it kind of gives worth to what we're doing. Okay, is what we're doing in line with what we're trying to accomplish? So a lot of what you just said spurred a lot of those thoughts about how are we reminding staff? What are we posting? Um, and, and, and if somebody walked in, you know, the old adage, if uh, Dr. Patel or Dr. Dilge walks in, how do they know what your goals are and how do they know you're focused on them? Because I would tell you that's something that I'm not the best at, you know. And as administrators, Dustin, I mean, isn't that what we ask our uh, teachers when we walk into their classroom? I mean, we ask them what their objectives are and, you know, how are they going to assess whether the objectives were met or not? I mean, right. so when when our soups walk in, or our assistant soups walk into our buildings, uh, that's probably the same way we should be thinking, is that? And you know what's funny is you're saying that is like, uh, so when I was teaching fifth grade, uh, you know, and every building's different, this about posting learning objectives, right? And I thought it was the silliest darn sure. thing like you gonna make me write this out using bloom's taxonomy yeah. like but i'll tell you what it smacked me in the face when i would have our learning objectives up for each subject and it was amazing how focused it kept me absolutely 100 like i would be in social studies love teaching it part of it is because you could have conversations but man you could get off the subject right and so i can still picture the whiteboard to my right that would always have them. And man, it kept me focused. And then also, it, it was amazing. The principal would walk in and ask the kids, and they knew, boom, look up there, and, and it refocuses you. So if we, do, it's again, if we're doing it in the classroom for kids, it's probably a good idea for us to do as adults. And reminds me, when I get back to school, it's something that I need to do. We have grit everywhere. It keeps me focused on that. I never lose sight of that. But the other ones I can because it's not in front of me all the time. Um, and so that, as you were saying, it made me think about, man, I didn't like doing that at first. And then once I did, it really kept me focused. Yeah. And, you know, and for those who have listened, you know, consistently to our podcast, uh, you know, you might remember me talking a little bit about this summer, how I met with our, our staff members. And we talked about the, the things that were good here at uh, Valley Park High School and some things that some opportunities that we needed to change. And based on those conversations, I kind of had a mental model of what this place was and kind of what my goals were. But our first uh, staff meeting, we did some goal setting as a as a as a staff. And uh, so we have, you know, two goals that, you know, reminded me, Dustin, and for all 
those listening out there is that um, we bring those goals up whenever whenever we do any kind of professional development, whenever we meet around students, we bring we go back to those goals to discuss how they are aligned to what the work we're doing that day. And I think that's like you're talking about. It's always in our face. It's uh, maybe we can be more intentional with it being on agendas, being elsewhere. But I really uh, like that, and that has helped us. I think keep those things in mind because. Like you talked about, I mean, so many times and whether it was, you know, my leadership doing it um, or being a member of a staff whose leadership had done it to us. um, Yeah, we create something really cool as a group. And you did that in August and we don't talk about it again Mm -hmm. until May when we have to make up some uh, board report to (laughs) go tell board how we accomplish these goals this year. And uh, that's not why we do this. Um, It is good practice to make sure we're we're coming back to the goals we made and how they align to the work we're doing. So then our arrows are all pointing the same direction direction. Um, But a couple other things you talked about was, um, so I came into this then with kind of some mental, a mental model of what we needed to work on. And probably about October, I I realized, you know what, Uh, I need a little reflection on where we're at because uh, maybe our goals were a little bit too high and too lofty, or, or maybe they just weren't meeting the needs of the students we have in the building this year. Um, So we had to do a little bit of soul searching at one of our development opportunities. And, and we've kind of renormed our goals to where they need to be for the second semester now. And we've created a a couple of pedagogical goals that each grade level is going to work on in each of their classrooms. Um, as well as some behavior goals, two behavior goals that the entire school is going to commit to um, working on for the second semester. And, you know, again, goals need to be readjusted and reflected upon. They can't, you know, they need to drive our work. But if you realize that either we can't hit that goal at this moment for whatever reason, or, you know, sometimes maybe you created a goal that was too low and we need to raise the expectation, um, be willing to to reflect on what you're doing and make adjustments uh, in real time. Yeah, it's so funny you say that. So I'm going to pop around. There's a really, really good po- podcast. I don't even think I've shared it with you. Uh, shout out to Kevin Griffin. Shared it with me is uh, episode 264, Jeff Spencer, Mark Bell's Power Project. So I think it's Jeff, and uh, I-, I can't remember all the people. Mark Bell does the po- podcast. It's Jeff Spencer. He's trained like he's worked with Kobe Bryant, some of the best athletes in the world. He trained. And he, he doesn't like the word, he doesn't use smart goal, he calls them right goals. Because goals are right for you, and they're right because the data and your ability says that I can accomplish these goals, right? So I, it's an hour and a half podcast, I would uh, highly recommend it, and I want to give them the credit. But he just talks about how so much of the goal is not about the goal, it's about the process, what is the process? And you have to, like, people just want to set a goal and then start. Really, the work is what we should be doing. And, and I'm going to wrap this all back around to what our real subject of today was, which is, like, how to stay focused. His point is you've got to focus more on the process. Everybody sets goals, and then they go. And they have no direction, right? It's like, I want to get there, and we're going to raise reading levels. How? So what is your system to do that? And you better have the clearest system in place. I've got to be better at that. I know. I feel like I'm getting better at that, with, especially with our literacy. And Because when we looked at data and said we're going to raise uh, on grade level reading to this point, 
it's really forced me to say, well, then what's the role of the kindergarten? What's the role of first grade? What's the role of second grade? But he is, um, this Jeff Spencer is just super over the top about the process and what you have to put into it. And they even push back. So like you were saying on goals, on the goals, do you adjust them? And he kind of wished Ross around it because I think his point is, there's not going to be much adjusting when you set the goal and then think about the process. Because as you go through the process, then you're going to think, is that too high or not? Because if it's a right goal, it shouldn't be something that we are having to adjust too much. But I think the reality is we are going to at times. Um, and especially the first time you do something. So, you know, not to get into all the curriculum, but the way we're assessing reading through the benchmark assess- assessment system is the first time we're really looking at that as a holistic approach. I kind of think I know based on the data and what, and I talk to every teacher, but we might get back in the year and go, well, that was way too low or that was way too high. So, right, you're using that process to figure it out. I think our subject today talking about how to stay focused on those, if you're more driven by the process and understand, okay, in October, here's where I should be in November, but typically we set the goal and then it's like, oh, yeah, we'll get it along the way, you know. Yeah, and that sounds like a lot like the uh, you know the backward design process right. where you really sit and you look at where we want to be you know at the end of this year or three to five years down the road and, and then really work backwards on how you're going to get there to make sure that uh, everyone's on board and doing and maybe you know as you were discussing that it kind of made me think of you know I really haven't changed our goals but I've readjusted the how we're working towards those goals um, and I thought maybe some of my my strategies might have been a little too um, over the top to start and I've had to kind of refine and, and look at myself and say, yeah, maybe this is more about me. But, uh, you know, our, our school district, we have a new superintendent, so he's also going through a, a visioning process and, and creating a, a vision. So, you know, when you talk about staying focused on things, I'm also very cognizant of the district initiatives that are going on around me because um, as we're creating this vision that uh, is going to drive uh, the Valley Park School District's work for the next three to five years, um, I, I don't want to create something that is going to be in be in conflict with what we're doing. Um, so I'm also cautious not to go too crazy with my own, you know, three to five year plan at the high school when I know as a district, we're going to come up with a district plan, which then should drive my three to five year plan at the high school um, and, and work with our leadership team to create those plans for us to move forward. Um, I do look forward to that because I do think sometimes right now, um, you know, when, when change happens and, and, and trying to stay focused during the change process, um, there, there's people who's, whose feathers that have been ruffled. There are people who are super excited and want to see you know, this and that happen. And you're trying to balance all of those things. And, and if, I think one of the best things you talked about, Dustin, really helps us stay focused. If we focus on the process, we're probably going to be pretty successful. If we focus too much on the goal and not the how we're going to reach the goal, we're probably going to miss out. Uh, we're going to create those programs where we say, hey, you know, let, let, let's really work on, on this program. What do we want our school to be? Let's, let's, we're going to get there. But we never talked about the how and really stayed true to a, to a process and really make that process. So um, that helps me kind of even put in lines a little bit more of uh, how, how focused I need to be more on the process rather than just the goal. Well, and uh, I'm going to kind of lead that into us as leaders. Part of what we have to do, and we've talked about it, I think, in different forms on here, is take care of ourselves as leaders. So you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you said, you know, I kind of came in in October and kind of lost sight of this or kind of had that two-week period where it's like you have a little bit of self-doubt or you're like, ah, you know, this, this, and this. Um, 
a really good listen. I would uh, really highly recommend. His name is Craig Groeschel. Hopefully I'm saying that last name right. Um, And it's just called the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast. I mean, if you just search leadership on uh, Apple iTunes, it comes up right away on Apple Podcasts. And his is episode 55, Art of Energy Management. And uh, it was super cool. It's 20 minutes, 25 minutes, which we're trying to be better at. We're at 23, Ryan, in case you're counting. Thanks, uh, thanks <laughs> so, Time flies when you're having yeah, fun, man. That's right. So, um, you know, he talks a lot about it. And not to give the whole podcast away, he actually breaks down different categories and it's a two-parter. But as I was sharing with Ryan before, one of the things that I learned that I listened to is doing your own energy audit. And one of the things he talks about is you as a leader have to be the leader. You have to stay focused and you have to lead people through these goals. If you aren't focused, if you don't have the energy and you're dragging and you're not liking aspects of your job or just bringing you down, then you've got to do something about it. Nobody's going to do it for you. You're the leader. So just a little snippet that I'm going to do and I've already mentally started to do, and I think we all take things that we learn and do it in our own ways. He talks about doing an energy audit over a two-week period where you take just about literally everything on your calendar, whether it's every PLC meeting you go into, every discipline issue you handle, every central office meeting, everything you eat um, that you take in your body, the days you work out, the days you don't work out. So what you do is after every single Activity. So you go into your fourth grade PLC meeting and you meet for 50 minutes and you walk out. Immediately when you walk out, you rate how you feel as a leader or as a person on a negative two to plus two scale, plus two being the greatest, negative two being the worst. And after two weeks, you look back at that data and you start asking yourself questions about why. And so for me, I think about PLCs because just because we were talking about it. If I look back over two weeks, in the last two weeks when I walked out of X grade and I felt like a 2-2, why? What is going on within that grade level that makes me feel positive? On the other end, what if I walk out of a grade level consistently and I'm not there? Uh, when I go to this an IEP, well, I went to three, four IEPs and I didn't feel, well, why? And so you start questioning that piece of it. But then also, as leaders... What is it that we aren't, and maybe when we look at it, we go, well, I'm just not doing good at that because I don't have the knowledge around it. But guess what? My counselor, my assistant principal does. What can I um, delegate because I'm not excelling in, but as a leader, I feel like I have to be the one doing it. And so I thought that is something that I struggle with, the delegation of different things for whatever, you know, whatever reasons, that's a whole different thing, is looking at what we do and as a leader, where am I excelling and where could I use the people around me? And then that brings me all the way back to staying focused. If I can unload some of the burden or some of the things that are dragging me down professionally, I will be more focused and motivated to lead in the other areas. And it was like a big time smack in the face. I immediately sent it to two or three people and was like, you got to listen to this. you know. So that was something and, and to our audience I'd encourage you when we get back, and again, hopefully these are green podcasts. You can listen to this in six months, and it'll be 900 degrees outside. It's not right now. Um, And so we're at halfway point in the year is do an energy audit, and maybe you do it in a different way. Like go back to your last two weeks or wait till you get back and do the first two weeks, whatever you do. And you don't have to be that detailed, but I really uh, challenge you to think, well, what's taken my focus away? And, you know, Ryan, off the, the podcast, we had this, some discussions about what your thoughts are going forward. 
then I would encourage you to say, okay, then if I'm going to hire here or if I'm going to do this, how does that make my life more in tune with carrying out our our goals, right? Yeah, and I, I really like what you talked about with the energy audit because you're focused on you. Um, so many times, and you know, whether it's you or me, Dustin, or our listeners, uh, it, it's real easy to look at the PLC that's not maybe you walk out with your negative two or however you, you, you rated yourself and go, well, what are they doing that's causing me to, to walk out with a negative two? You know, and they should change and they should do this. Or, you know, for our teaching staff who listen to these, you know, uh, the kid isn't doing this or doing that. It's the, it's the kid's fault. You know, they're lazy. They have a tough home life, wh- whatever it may be. Um, instead of really looking at it, focus putting the focus on ourselves and the things that we can do. And really, I think that's when you talked about then being able to delegate delegate different uh, responsibilities to others that maybe it's because of my lack of knowledge or um, just lack of, of time or motivation in that field that, but I can tap someone who has those things. We were never really trained to do those things, you know, and I think if you get to a leadership position, you're probably a type A personality who likes to do most things on your own or um, really taking the time to give yourself an audit and giving yourself permission then to use your um, your resources in your building who, who are going to, which will just help the entire school because you're going to build leaders. You're going to build people who um, can answer the questions that, uh, you know, maybe you don't have all the answers to. While we want to say we're the, you know, the lead learners, that doesn't mean we have all the answers. It means that uh, uh, we are going to help people get to where they need to get to. And uh, that, that's the important thing as we move forward and, and really put our focus on. So if we can create some more space on our plate, that means we can truly focus on these goals that we created at the beginning of the year and the process to get us there. Well, and I think to you and to myself, it does take time. And that's, that's a hard part, right? So like my uh, former assistant principal, uh, Pat, and I worked together for four years. I honestly think we hit our stride like the fourth year. Like by last year, we finally came to a point where we're like, we've got to do X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, he moved on. And so this year, uh, Chris and I are working together and we're still through a semester kind of feeling each other out. What's her strength? What's mine? How does that work with the counselor? I can think of three things off the top of my head. And, and I'm just admittedly one of those guys that like if the walkie goes off and I don't react, I feel like immediately I've let somebody down. But that also needs to be turned to I need to trust somebody because I'm in the middle of working on a project that's going to help our goal. And by pulling away, I'm not going to come right back to it, right? So it, it it's okay sometimes to not react when that comes up. And I think that's a hard thing to give our, ourselves permission on. And I think that's a piece of the puzzle is trusting those around us, right? So I could kind of take this another step in. If we want to stay more focused on our goals, um, and it's October and behavior's up because they haven't had a break and whatnot, then if I'm the head principal and the assistant principal is in charge of that, I've got to ensure she feels confident, she feels trusted, and she takes care of it because then I'd allow, that allows me to stay focused on what we're doing. If we're both going at it, I mean, we're, we're, we're both losing focus. Yeah, and, you know, and that kind of leads me as we're kind of starting to wrap things up to think about, um, you know, 
you gave me a, the reason why we do this is that we are continuous learners and I'm taking different ideas and I hope you get a few different ideas as you walk out of here, Dustin. I hope our listeners do too. I also got two podcasts I'm going to check out, you know, <laughs> over, over winter break. So I'm excited about that. Um, and, and, and that's, this is why we do this is, uh, we come up with topics that affect ourselves because we know it's probably, they're probably affecting, uh, our listeners out there too. So I appreciate the, uh, the conversation we had today. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, educational leadership on the go, that's 30 minutes out. I don't know. I, I, let's just blame it on Jamie. She's not here. <laughs> we we kept it uh, short and to the point. That's something we're trying to do. Um, this is a topic I think you can go in a million different directions, and everybody's setup is a little bit different. I think the things we threw out there can help, um, but ultimately has to you have to come up with it as a leader. And I think this is something not just in education, but across the board. Um, you know, I was just talking to my dad, and you know, one of the things he battles is we we get lucky. We lead the people right in our building. His are all over the country. So how do you stay in touch and, and do that type of stuff? So a lot of cool stuff going on. Educational leadership on the go. Please subscribe. Uh, please rate. Give us some feedback. Remember, you can always hit us up at leadonthego at gmail.com. We were just telling somebody we got people from Florida and Virginia and all over the place reaching out to us. I, I constantly get hit up for the grit score, uh, just randomly uh, for the grit score. Uh, hit us on uh, Twitter, educate underscore Bain. Uh, at Dr. Looning VPHS and at Wellborn underscore Jamie. Uh, I can't wait. I have MAESP. I'll be presenting on Grit there in February, be it STL and STL, uh, doing the same presentation. So looking forward to a lot coming up. This is episode 19.